And welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope, Harry, and this is sermon number 30, No One is Coming to Save You, number 7, the ongoing saga, apparently. Uh, This is, uh, again, sermon 30, You Are What You Eat. Uh, We are going to start talking about nutrition, and this is going to be a very long and involved subject. I apologize in advance uh, if I end up rambling on and on and on but um, it's a big subject and it is foundational towards your bodily health so therefore I feel it does need the uh, full treatment as it were Uh, before we get into that let's take care of these housekeeping notes first and foremost the friends of the blasphemous pope podcast we have real liberty media at reallibertymedia.com for all of your liberty related internet radio needs Uh, broad assumptions uh, this is donovan meter amy lynn russell and moose girl Uh, they are trying to get it together Uh, i see it coalescing it is on the horizon i promise it's going to happen at some point in time in 2023 i promise star o'hara with extremists being awesome this is a motivation accountability group that you can join Um, the link is in the description if you uh, are interested nathan frazier the master of the dark arts of marketing Uh, you can find him on success magica across most uh social media platforms and video platforms uh, where you can learn his tools trips uh, tools tricks of the trade and um, some insight on how he is living his best life a wild little podcast here on anchor Uh, this is a friend of mine Uh, uh, her twitter handle is cool at cowboy or no little nugs bunny Uh, and um, you can also find her on tiktok as well and uh yeah just check out her podcast it's uh it's an interesting wild ride the salted sicilian the salted sicilian is a food blog by a friend of mine named christy caruana uh if you are interested in food uh, specifically gourmet food or comfort italian food uh, that would be the place to go other friends of the blessings pope podcast are we trade free kennedy edwards london gardens over on twitter and mr michael witt over on instagram If you want to become part of this list, uh, all you have to do is become a listener supporter for as little as 99 cents per month. And moving right along, uh, all of the proceeds from this ad ad and listener support go towards moving forward these projects that I have going on here, whether whether they be the composting or the balcony garden or the in-house grow. and uh, you can see evidence of that stuff on, on my social media. You can find me on social media. Just type in Harry Felker and my face will pop up. And that's pretty much how you're going to know it's me. Then moving right along, we also have a web page that's at harryfelker.wordpress.com where you can find relevant links, relevant information towards these podcasts. Uh, also, you can see the uh, uh, effects of my personal physical challenge the Sanders challenge um, if you wish to take part in it um, you can hit me up there or you can find me on my discord again link is in the description for discord um, discord is a place where we can talk one-on-one and if you have any questions comments concern you can feel free to air them there or you can use anchors messaging app found on the home page of this blog uh, this uh, podcast now moving right along 
Uh, now that all of the housekeeping notes are taken care of, um, let's talk about nutrition. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we are on the physical shell of existence, so the most basic plane of existence, your body. Uh, so nutrition is important from before you are born up until the day you die. Uh, nutrition is a major factor in your overall health and that is something that most people don't keep in mind especially as the world gets faster and faster um, we have to remember that food is not only fuel to keep our bodies going to maintain that physical shell but it is also the building blocks that which we can build upon um, our existing frame if you are in any type of physical training you need food in order to build your muscles to make it so that you can train more. Um, I would also like to talk a little bit about diets, quote unquote diets. Uh, this is not a dietary guide. I am not going to be telling you, oh, if you eat this much of this, this much of that, this much of this, you're going to get this result because that's not the way that any of this works. Uh, humans are individuals and we have to keep this in mind that um, your individual dietary needs are going to vary from everybody else's and that's okay that's that's the way it should be um, so all I'm really doing is offering you the information that I've accrued over the years and that I've reached out and, and gotten and I just uh, in transferring all of that um, and giving you the uh, empowering you to make the better choices for yourself now, when we come back uh, after this break, we're going to continue this part of the discussion and then uh, maybe talk about some other things. Welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. We are continuing along with sermon number 30. No one is coming to save you, part seven. You are what you eat. Uh, I start, I ended the last segment by talking about diets. Now, um, this is not a dietary guide. I said that last, last segment. And I want you to do your own research and see what works for you because what works for me is not gonna work for you. What works for some is not gonna work for everyone. And that is uh, a major, uh, sticking point to nutritional science is that individual bodies, individual situations, individual regions, what you're going through in your region of the world as opposed to what I go through in my region of the world will make dietary requirements different between us. Now, um, I'm just offering this information. Uh, so I'm offering information based on nutrition, uh, based on the science of nutrition, and it's up to you to really do the research and 
figure out where you fit into all of this. Everyone fits into this. Don't, don't think that there's a single person who doesn't, but you have to actually find out where your path lies within this conversation. Uh, no one can do that work for you. You have to do that work yourself. Now, um, I want to talk about specialized in fad diets and the diet seesaw. Um, now, you can't go very long on the internet without finding somebody talking about this diet, that diet, those diets, these diets, uh, why this is bad to eat, why this is good to eat, why you should only eat this and not eat anything else. And I'm going to tell you that I don't agree with any of them. Um, I generally deal with a, a balanced diet based on my needs due to my physical activity. That is how I determine what nutritional needs I have. Um, I do not prescribe, not that I haven't done them. I have done many of these diets and I'm going to tell you uh, every single one of them, the minute that I wasn't doing them anymore, I would seesaw back up in weight. Uh, and that was not desirable, obviously. Uh, uh, they are not habit forming because you can't really commit to a lifestyle change as something that is incomplete as a diet. Um, I did keto. I will tell you right now. Yeah, sure. You will feel you'll feel great, but eventually you do have to stop doing it. Uh, it is not specifically healthy hormonally for humans to engage in keto for long term. Now, I know there are many people who go, oh, well, I do it. Well, you know what? There's many people who say I have a completely vegan diet and I don't supplement and I'm completely normal. And when we talk about vitamins and minerals and stuff like that, we're going to have a real long heart to heart about what's wrong with those people. <laughs> so um, that being said, uh, I highly recommend staying away from fad diets. Uh, but you do you, boo-boo. I am not here to tell you how to live your life. I, I just don't think that they're effective. I don't think that they're necessarily 100% safe. And they are definitely not designed for long-term lifestyle changes, which is what is going to serve you best in your physical shell. Now, moving right along, I do want to talk about something that is considered, I guess, trendy, uh, a fad. It's called intermittent fasting. Now, there is science that suggests that intermittent fasting is actually a really good idea. There's also equal amounts of science saying that eating less meals more often is a good idea. The one thing I can say is that all of these studies, they, they predicate if you are going to be doing something like intermittent fasting, you have to have uh, an intense level of uh, physical work involved with that. Um, the, the act of intermittent fasting does put your body into a starve response during the fast. And it goes, well, anything I do eat, I need to hold on to as long as possible because it'll be 16, 20 hours, 24 hours until I get nutrients again. So I want to hold on to as much as I possibly can. And that's not great. It slows your metabolism down and, and all of that type of stuff. So if you are doing the intense work, um, your body will forcibly use the things that it's holding on to and therefore it will counteract that. Uh, however, if you do eat smaller meals more often that are very nutritionally dense, you will find that your metabolism raises all by itself. You can engage in less strenuous exercise, which is safer, especially if you're at an older age, and have the same benefits as intermittent fasting. Now. Moving along, uh, there are 
factors for success when it comes to changing your diet, especially as a lifestyle type change. Um, one thing and the major thing is satisfaction. I cannot stress this enough. If you've got somebody telling you, oh, well, you have to give up this food and that food and this food and that food, they're wrong. If you are not satisfied in your diet, you will fail. You will quit because you're not getting the results that you want immediately and you're giving something up. And the fact is, is that is demoralizing. The other thing you wanna keep up is consistency. When uh, you have cheat days, those are stumbles. When you have a cheat week, that is a failure and that is gonna make you lose the habit. That is going to make that habit forming time period drag on. When we come back, we're gonna actually start talking about nutritional basics. Welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. Uh, I am your Blasphemous Pope Harry, and I want to add something on to what I was just saying in the last segment. Uh, Self-sabotage. I, I, I kind of missed it. I'm sorry. Self-sabotage is a thing that happens uh, when a lot of people do dieting, whether it's a fad diet or it's a, a balanced diet or it's a lifestyle change. The problem is, is that um, generally speaking, especially if you're not satisfied in the diet, uh, is that you will be inconsistent and it will be subconsciously on purpose. And that's something that we have to be aware of. It's, it's a little personal growth thing, uh, a little extra discipline that you're going to have to incorporate into your life if you are seriously looking about uh, changing your lifestyle and improving your body physically. Now, let's move on to nutrition basics. First and foremost, with nutritional basics, we are gonna be talking about two different types of nutrients, macronutrients and micronutrients. The difference between macro and micronutrients is, of course, the volume of them that you eat. Uh, kinda obvious by the name, macronutrients you're gonna be eating more of. These are things known as proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. Now, I want to make sure everybody's on the same page here, I am, aside one variety of fat, I am not really demonizing any type of food. You, you, you do you, boo-boo. You just have to make it work in your own personal plan that is individualized for yourself. So moving right along. Um, the micronutrients, obviously, we're talking about things like vitamins and minerals, and that is going to be handled later. First and foremost, we really want to get the macronutrients down. You hear it on fitness blogs all the time. My macros are in line. You, you see people, they're doing their meal prep, making sure their macros are in line. When, when you're dealing with macronutrients, you are dealing with a daily recommend or a daily 
uh, preferred value and your, your personal preferred value depending on your your fitness goals depending on whether or not you're just looking to lose weight or you're looking to gain muscle uh, there's there's a myriad of ways to, for you to organize your macros based on what your desired goal is there's plenty of apps out there that you can use that will help you organize how much of what you want to eat in order to get to where you want to go people who lift are going to want to eat more protein than than people who don't people who are very physically active are going to need to eat more calories than people who are not so on and so forth uh, first and foremost, because this is something I've been focusing on recently, is protein. We're going to talk about proteins first. Uh, now, proteins, they offer you four calories per gram. That is, uh, you know, generally speaking, that is how it goes. If you, For every gram of, of protein you're eating, you're eating four calories. If you're counting your calories, and let's say you are super active and you're looking to gain muscle and you're eating somewhere around uh, one calorie uh, one gram per pound of fat that you have a pound of body weight that you have you're eating one gram of protein and you're 200 pounds that is going to be 400 4,000 calories right there so just keep that in mind that uh, that that's that's the the volume you're talking about there um there are people who, when they lift professionally, if they're doing strongman competitions, if they're doing bodybuilding, they can exceed 3,000 calories, 4,000 calories very easily, and that's something to keep in mind, you know, if that's your position. If you are looking to lose weight, you're probably going to be looking to cut calories. You may be trying to cut carbs more, more so than protein, but that's neither here nor there. That is your personal choice. Let's talk about our proteins. Proteins are they provide things called amino acids. These are the building blocks for your muscles and for most of your body, your cellular structures, all of that type of stuff. There are nine essential amino acids. These nine amino acids, you can't make them. You have to eat them. You have no choice in the matter. And the other amino acids that which are not quote unquote essential, the reason why they're not essential is because your body will manufacture them from the essential amino acids as long as you have sufficient protein in your body your body can make all the proteins that it needs outside of those nine um, pretty easy to understand right proteins come in as a food source come in two varieties complete proteins and incomplete proteins your complete proteins this is not a a non-vegan friendly list so if you are vegan or if you are vegetarian you there you have access to complete proteins the main sources of protein for the majority of the world meat fish eggs you get my drift the the vegan options here the vegetarian vegan options here are quinoa buckwheat hemp seed chia seed spirulina these all provide complete proteins meaning that they give you all nine essential amino acids your incomplete proteins basically um, within a 24-hour period, you have to eat um, two complementary incomplete proteins to get yourself those nine essential amino acids that you need daily. When we come back, we'll continue this discussion and then talk about carbs.
Welcome back. This is going to be the final installment on this week's podcast. Uh, we are going to continue again next week, probably somewhere in the middle of carbs, just to, to forewarn you. And then uh, we will continue on with fats and then start working our way through micronutrients. Um, so to finish up the protein discussion, we were talking about incomplete proteins. Now, um, there are some popular pairs, and these are popular pairs culinarily uh, so you're going to go, hey, I know that, I know that, because you've seen it in restaurants, because these things, they pair well together. It's almost as if your body knows these are things that they should be eating together. Top on the list, rice and beans. As ludicrous as it sounds, everybody knows the Sir Mix-a-Lot song, Rice and Beans Didn't Miss Her. Yeah, rice and beans actually creates nine essential amino acid protein meal you don't have to eat them at the same time but if you do eat them in the same day you can count that as um, grams of nine essential amino proteins uh, amino acid proteins uh, amino acids Um, same thing uh, spinach and nuts Uh, I can't tell you how many restaurants where you would have a spinach salad with walnuts there's a reason why that is a preferred combination of food not only does it taste great, but your body knows that this is something that's going to give you what you need to create more muscle, to build more body tissue, to engage in cellular division. Um, so it looks appetizing to us because it's something our body craves. Um, now, whole wheat bread is uh, in a group all by itself with this because it can be used uh, over a number of different things. Perfect example, hummus. Hummus and whole wheat bread create nine uh, essential acid uh, input. Same with nut butters. Peanut butter, uh, almond butter, and whole wheat bread go together very well because of the fact that they produce all nine essential amino acids. Now, the recommended daily allowance for protein is 0.36 grams per pound of body weight. Um, This is the bare minimum. This is where if you have less than that, you are running a protein deficiency, you are potentially doing cardiac damage to yourself because your body is going to then start metabolizing muscle tissue and your your cardiac muscle is right there. Um, The same, um, you, the upward limit on protein, it's not necessarily a hard limit, but generally you do not want to exceed one gram per uh, pound of body weight. Uh, If you do, um, there are a list of things that can happen. One of them being that completely defeats the purpose of getting your diet in check, you will gain a lot of weight. Um, But also there are things like gout, kidney damage, liver damage. There's, you know, serious organ damage that you can do by overdosing yourself on proteins. Moving right along to carbohydrates. Now, with carbohydrates, um, they kind of get a bum rap. Carbohydrates are an efficient methodology for the human body to create energy. It is the most efficient way for the human body to create energy. Not so much in uh, calorie per gram, but in the ease of that process to happen. It is a lot more difficult for your body to create energy from protein or from fat than it is to create it from carbohydrates. That's why anybody who is a a 
science-based lifter is going to eat carbohydrates whether you think it's a good idea or not it's just the way our bodies work i'm sorry <laughs> um you can you survive without carbohydrates sure but there are a lot of other things that carbohydrate food heavy foods offer that you are going to have to figure out where you're going to get it from um so uh First things first, unused carbohydrates are stored in your liver and in muscle tissue ready to give energy where energy is needed. When you start exceeding the amount of carbohydrates that you need to eat in a day, that is what starts getting stored as fat. And you have to remember that, that it's not necessarily bad to eat carbohydrates, it's bad to eat carbohydrates and not use them for energy. Um, when we talk about carbohydrates, we're talking about two different types uh, of carbohydrates, simple and complex. We're also talking about two methodologies of delivery, unrefined and refined. First and foremost, your simple carbohydrates are sugars, whether it be sucrose, dextrose, or sucrose, or any other of the sugars, you have to remember unrefined sugars are always going to be better for you than refined sugars. Where do you find unrefined sugars? In your fruits, in your vegetables. Where do you find refined sugars? In processed foods, because refined sugar is processed. There you go. You buy a packet of sugar, you get a packet of sugar to put in your coffee, that's refined sugar. You sh should try to avoid eating things like that. Uh, there are natural sugars that you can use for things like coffee, and uh, I would do that if I put sugar in my coffee, but I'm bitter and I like my coffee bitter. <laughs> so with that being said, um, we're going to cut it off here and we're going to continue this discussion about carbohydrates and move on to fats next week. And maybe we'll start touching on those micronutrients. I hope to see you then. Thank you for coming by.